defenses. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Bird Protocol. I'm your host, Palm Reader, and I'm here with my pal. It's Otis Morris. How are you doing today, man? Uh, I'm all right. Getting ready to go to the cottage. Uh, lots of things that have to be done. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, just being busy doing that. Uh, put out some music, which I'll plug at the end of the show. Getting ready for the radio show tomorrow. Uh, you know, just a, just a bunch of stuff. What about you? Uh, yeah, just getting ready for the cottage, really. Just, uh, just doing some, uh, doing some movie stuff. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, not much, really. It's going to be nice to go away. Yeah, so it'll be nice to go away. away. And, uh, and hopefully, uh, when we go away, uh, you know, we can make some cool content, do something different with, uh, with Bird Protocol for next week. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll plot and plan that when we get up there. Um, so this week yeah. we're doing a movie, uh, this is <laughs> first I'd like to preface by saying, uh, this movie was incredibly hard to find. Um, I don't know why that is. I read something oh, about, I'll, I'll, I know why it is. Okay. So why, why, what's going on? Uh, because James Cameron is by far the most autistic man in Hollywood. He's insane. He's crazy. He's he's insane. Like, uh, I I could this whole episode is going to be me just explaining how James Cameron is crazier and crazier. Is this is this man is just obsessed with water. The whole reason he's inventing Avatar is so that he can probably have sex with aliens. He's yeah, he's crazy. Maybe. He's well, been married let's... five times. He got divorced in the middle of making this. There's so many things to go off of. I, this man makes no sense. All right, he's well, a genius. He's a mad genius. The reason why we we <laughs> we had a hard time finding this is actually because I guess uh, well, during he's the... very particular and doesn't like want it. He wants. He particularly wants to do a 4K like restoration of it. And given how busy he is and given that he's such a tech gear nerd and he's so heavily invested in the way everything must has to look and sound that him to just do a 4K restoration, he's going to put millions and millions of dollars into it. Because- yeah. And well, on top of that, I guess some of the rights were shuffled around in the uh you know how all of the streaming services are all like everywhere is getting their own streaming service yeah so like i guess some of the the rights uh like the contracts yeah, ended. But all his other shit but he's all on disney yeah so he, Fox, well, he right? won't so. he won't put it on i think disney plus or fox got the rights for a lot of the big ones but he won't put it on disney plus until he finishes the 4k restoration which he hasn't done yet but he's been planning to do which is why he never re-signed that film because he can probably get more money for the 4k version than putting up the old version i don't know it doesn't matter anyway obviously if you can't figure it out we're we're talking about a james cameron flick we're talking about uh about about a movie that's near and dear to both of our hearts it's batshit insane at times but it's a fun watch uh and it's it's a great uh think piece 
And it's like a movie where nobody had done anything like it before. And as as Otis said, James Cameron, the mad genius, he was re- he really pushed the envelope with this one. We're talking about the sci-fi flick, the underwater extraterrestrials that live in the abyss. That's right. We're talking about 1989's The Abyss. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, it's kind of hard to explain. There's like six different movies going on within it. It's like about yeah. an oil drilling thing that gets commandeered so by the Marines I, I to go it find down. it. The movie is uh, Hunt for Red October meets Deepwater Horizon meets Alien meets Hollow Man meets something else. Uh, it has some like et vibes in it it's everything yeah there's a there's a lot of it's it's so so the main the crux of the film is that there is a nuclear sub that gets uh uh uh, that gets crashed by an alien that lives underwater with a bunch of other aliens on this giant city ship uh and i guess it crashes the 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 submarine, which is carrying a nuclear payload. Uh, and in the, in the theatrical version, they don't really show this, but in the extended version, there is, uh, uh, the world is on the brink of war with the, with the Soviets. It's kind of implied in the theatrical version. They're worried about the Soviets getting to the sunken ship first and stuff like that. And they talk about the Soviets, the Soviets, you know, but um, you never really see any of that action or it's the, the tension isn't as ramped up as it is in the extended version. Anyway, so then on top of this, the UFO crashes the sub and there's this like uh, underwater drilling uh, boat that's attached to another boat. Like there's a big boat and then there's a like a livable it's hub a unit on the bottom. Yeah. And so the, 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 the Navy sends people to go down and work with these people that are on this rig to go to where the boat is crashed and recover whatever they need to recover, which turns out to be a nuclear weapon. Um, and so then in the process of that, a hurricane shows up for one reason or another. I believe it's implied that the aliens created the hurricane and it crashes the hub and it causes a bunch of people in the process to, uh, causes the lead Marine played by Michael Bean to go insane. And he decides he wants to blow the aliens up with a nuke when they figure out that the aliens are there and they're trying to figure out how to survive while being underwater without dying. And then there's, and then Ed Harris goes to turn off the nuke manually and all, there's like some action scenes and anyway, and then the backdrop of this is Ed Harris's marriage to the, uh, I forget what her name is. The, the Lindsay, Lindsay. Uh, uh, so I think, or are they divorced? They're di- I, I think, it, I think it's implied that they're divorced or separated, but he doesn't want to be yeah. anyway. Yeah. And, and so that's, and her character is inspired by, uh, James Cameron's wife at the time who then divorced him in the process of making this movie. Powerful uh, stuff. Powerful stuff. Yeah. This man's <laughs> been married five times and I have to th- assume that he is clearly insane. So. Yeah. And there's, and then, so, you know, at the, uh, uh, at, at the end of the film, Ed Harris using a liquid breathing apparatus uh, jumps down to an yeah. incredible depth, which I think scientifically would have just caused him to implode. 
Like, I, I don't know how realistic I, a lot of the science is I don't know. in this I, movie. I read that apparently they have created and tested weird uterus baby gel and used it on animals to success. Uh, but I don't know. But application with humans has not worked. And also, yeah, the deep sea uh, part of that. Uh, there's kind of some parts in the movie where they kind of just completely ignore science. Like at the end in the version I watched when the aliens come and like save them, they're just like, huh, we didn't decontaminate. Why are, how are we alive? There's like, decompress, eh, decompress. Yeah, they, they say that in the, in the, in the theatrical version too. Now we should say, um, we have a history with this film a long time ago when we lived together one night after going out to the bar, we were back at home. I think we had ordered a pizza. We were just absolutely, absolutely. blasted Blast. and yeah. we decided to watch this movie and we watched the special edition, which runs almost three hours. It was about one o'clock yeah. in the morning that we started it. So we went to bed about four Um and uh, and when we watched it, we were just absolutely flabbergasted by the 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 the. You know, this movie is a great example of just how insane the 80s, 80s filmmaking was. Like, it's just he just yeah. adds stakes on top of stakes on top of stakes, especially in the special edition, the extended edition. It's like it just it's like more and more and more and more and more all the yeah. way up um, in the in the theatrical version. It flows a little bit differently, um, but it's the same thing. It's just like things keep going wrong, keep going wrong, keep going wrong. And then at the end, you know, the aliens. So in the in the theatrical version, Bud, yeah. Bud, uh, Ed Harris's character, Bud dives down. He turns off the uh, he has his liquid breathing apparatus in his suit. He turns off the the, the warhead that Michael Bean's character sent to go ex- destroy the uh, the aliens. And then he's saved. Yeah, I didn't even realize that was Michael Bean. Maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. Uh, that then he gets. That. I mean, he has a mustache, and he looks like he looks insane the whole time. So See, um, I'm just used to him just being in a medieval movie. That's it. No, you're I, thinking of uh, Sean Bean, aren't you? Am I? Yeah. Ah, shit. See, Michael Bean, I... like from Aliens and stuff. Oh, Hicks. Well, okay. Yeah. That's why. Terminator 1. Okay. I was thinking of a different person. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. then. Um, okay. So anyway, yeah, he gets saved by the alien, taken to the ship, and the alien bows to him and then shows him the message that he sent to Lindsay saying... He knew it was a one-way trip, but he had to do it, and he loved her. And then the aliens rise to the surface, and it's in, and you know they they bring the, the the deep core, which is the ship that they're all on, up to the surface. Somehow they don't decompress by the magic of the aliens. And then the aliens, you know, it's like it's a beautiful thing. In the extended version, the aliens are like, "Look at all this war you've created. Look at all this famine and bullshit." And then they threaten to destroy all of the world with mega tsunamis, and uh, and yeah. then they stop right at the beaches. And then they Which show him pretty wild. Like that scene is so crazy in the uh, the special edition, the extended, whatever they call it, because they basically just abduct Ed Harris and like kind of like put him through like a clockwork orange thing. They're just like, look at what you're doing. You're yeah. destroying Earth. And then Ed's just like, man, like what? Like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I'm trying to just do my job here. And then they're like, now we must destroy. And then they just fucking send giant ass waves like just towering over every city some of them are comically large yeah like and then and then they stop right at the beach and that's like the craziest fake out like that the aliens have like it's like a prank a youtube prank or something because they get right to the thing and then they go ha 
And then they show him the message that they saw and they're like, ah, but you sh- you have love. So we won't kill you. We'll just rise to the surface and hold you accountable for your many atrocities, which I kind of wish would happen. Like I kind of fuck with that ending a lot. Like it's, it's pretty sick. I don't um, know if it's kind of cheesy though. Cause I don't cheesy, think but... a- a- aliens would be so compassionate to just be like, Oh, but you have love. It's like, Oh nah, no, man, it's, it's, it's you're co- just about to fucking drown everybody. It's corny. Go God mode. Go beast mode. X Games mode. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, though? Literally like, drop a Noah on these homies. Like, do it. All right. So, this, so in both endings, the aliens uh, have, I guess, compassion towards the theatrical ending is more cheesy because the alien picks him up and they go, they fly over the ship and they fly through all the things. And then he gets to the room where they, they open it up (laughs) and there's atmosphere. And then he stands there and he looks at them and then the alien bows to him and then he salutes it. I'm like, what in God's name is going on? And then they show the thing and then, and then he, and then he messages them. He says, you know, hold on to your, hold on to your pantyhose. Like this is, you're going to love this. I have some new friends to meet you and stuff like that. And like, it's cool and like heartwarming and whatever, but like, I like the ending where they're like, ah, yeah. Like we, you, you guys are, are killing each other and it's bad. And we're going to like threaten you and then reveal ourselves so that, you know, that there's better way and stuff like that. Like, I think that kind of like, has a little bit more gravitas to it aside from, Hey, we picked you up. I'm going to bow to you. Okay. Let's go up. You know what I mean? Like it's, it just kind of whatever. Although I do love the alien designs, like the, they kind of look like manta rays and it's crazy because we could get into some like real conspiracy. Well, I don't know. We can get into some like real thing with the design of the aliens. Cause like the, the water worm thing is so cool. And then like, yeah, they're just kind of like, manta ray underwater butterfly things and they just kind of look like the moonlight butterfly from dark souls and well the the thing is that like there's a lot of like crazy like actual conspiracy stuff that like i could connect with this and like there are real real instances where people say they have seen something that looks like that and i feel like you know maybe there was some coordination there because uh, especially with all the stuff that's been going on recently with the like USOs and UFOs or James Cameron, James Cameron probably actually went underwater and lived underwater and like lost Atlantis for like a month and actually studied <laughs> real things. Yeah. But He's like, the, there's Dude. some like real, real world conspiracy shit that like not a lot of people knew at that time. And he did, he, and James Cameron was in, in connection with a lot of, um, military and high tech people because of how much of a freak he is, you know? So like there's some cool stuff in there, but anyway, um, the, the movie is just, it's, it's like, like I said, stakes on stakes on stakes on stakes. It's like, okay, we got a nuclear sub and a UFO and the nuclear sub crashes. I was keeping like track. So I was like at 50, like trying to keep track of what this plot is. I was like 55 minutes in, there's a storm. There's a missile was launched. Now a dude's going crazy. 67 minutes in. Alien spaceship. 77 minutes in. A guy has a nuclear weapon on the sub. Yeah. 83 minutes in. 
a alien underwater snake monster? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Which obviously, once James Cameron realized he could do underwater monsters, like monsters made of water, like he must have instantly went and wrote Terminator Two and be like, like I think ro- that I think Robo that, Water that technology was <laughs> Robo Water. <laughs> Da dun dun da dun. I think I think that they Terminator Britta. I think that they I think that that obviously this was kind of like the test for that technology because then T two comes along and that's but this this film did win. Um, so I guess we should just run through this stuff real quick. Uh, 1989 sci-fi film, James Cameron written, wrote and directed. It has Ed Harris, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Mastran- I don't know how to say I, I, I was I, reading that's that a guess. last name. Like, uh, that's Michael a name. Bean. There's some other folks in it too. Uh, it's, uh, it was, um, uh, it came out in August, got positive reviews, grossed 89.8 million. It won the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects and was nominated for three other ones. I don't really remember which ones they are, but I will get to that here. I think it was sound uh, and cinematography, I think. Something like that. Uh, yeah, oh. Best Cinematography, Best Sound, correct. Um, they, uh, uh, soundtrack, Alan Silvestri. Um, oh, ooh, fun fact is... The also the did the score for Predator, another uh, for Protocol episode, the, and more recently did the uh, Avengers. He is the official guy of the Avengers movie. So nice. Anyway, so yeah. um, the, the and then of course there there is uh, uh, you know the critical response gave it a really relatively good um, average rating of seven point two out of ten. Uh, people tend to really like it. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, critics said things like, uh, "At best, the abyss offers a harrowing, thrilling journey through inky waters and high tension." Uh, but some people thought it was a dud. Some people, uh, um, it's a really messy movie that looks awesome. I think I think that there's there's the good outweighs the bad. And I think this movie has like a real uh, there's some issues in the like kind of middle section where it just gets a little bit too convoluted. But in the end, it swerves and you get the 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 um, crazy UFO or USO uh, alien thing. And then, you know, I think I think that the movie is more if you view it as more about the people then it makes more sense. Yeah. Well, you know, if you go know. into yeah, it thinking yes, about but it there's as like, like a, it's just like weird like it's cool on paper but then in execution you get a lot of weird strange uh tone shifts that don't make sense. Like for a while like when there's the whole subplot the guy gets uh the underwater thing and he just starts going crazy and yada 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 that whole thing like it's the movie kind of turns slow like slightly into a like horror movie vibes for like 20 minutes and then it's just like okay that's a thing that we dealt with now yeah and there's and there's random and it goes, like, action. like it starts off just being like a dramatic sort of uh underwater sort of action movie then it i wouldn't even call it like an movie, action it's then the whole second half of the movie is all sci-fi it's more like a thriller because they like 
crash yeah. and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah. it's more like an yeah, adventure thriller. It just has like action parts. Like yeah. the whole uh, like flooding of it is like incredibly intense. Which and I uh, read that it was apparently a complete pain in the ass because James Cameron being what he's like actually trying to drown his cast members in a submarine. So that was a pain in the ass, but it looks awesome. And the tension is there and it's super intense. Like it's crazy. And then, yeah. And then there's the whole, then the military stuff and the crazy guy with the bomb. And it's like, what? And then the aliens come in and then they're like, okay, this is now a thing. Yeah, so so all over the place, man. But I I think that the that really the special edition, because that's the one I've seen more. Like I've seen the special edition more than I've seen the theatrical one. In fact, I think that watching it, because I had to find it. Listen, I had to get I had to find it on the on South Korea's Netflix. It's the only place I could find it. I can't buy it anywhere. I can't rent it. I can't, I could buy it. I could buy like a DVD copy on Amazon, but it wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been here on time. So I I found the theatrical version and I watched it and it gets kind of schlocky at the end. It it doesn't, there's not as much as I say, wait, there's not as much gravitas and there's not as much like they don't explore um, Bud and Lindsay's relationship as much. And the whole Soviet slash like looming war thing adds a lot more tension. They, they, they expand out a lot. And I was just reading this thing earlier when, when I was looking up stuff about it, that when they were originally making it, they, um, they wanted to cut the film's running time because, um, they were worried about ILM, which did the, 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 special effects they were worried about yeah. uh their uh, inability to complete the the sequences that were imagined and then also the three hour length meant that the movie could only be shown a certain amount of time and they didn't want think yeah. the audience would be willing to sit through all of that and so like when they made the theatrical vision a lot a lot of it was cut a lot of it didn't make it yeah. um but then dancing dances with wolves was what actually changed it Is he, that, yeah but the whole idea of like oh people don't want to sit through long movies that's such a stupid thing like yeah what, did i know the godfather part two not happen was yeah. that not oh the no no we're movie? we're in the same like, boat on what? this i <laughs> like think that i think that isn't it, gone with the fucking wind like three four hours long like what the fuck are you talking about people it's, have it's crazy fans. to me it's crazy to me that people will come up with i mean it's a it's a whole system we know that it's complex yeah. there's it's more than just what the director wants and what the studio wants i mean there's yeah cgi but then, yeah but i guess it's being a big spectacle movie of sci-fi and like the special effects being the big thing they probably were like just cut to the chase like we don't need all this like uh, like probably social commentary and stuff. So get rid of that. And then yada, yada, yada. But James, I don't know. James Cameron's crazy. Anyway. So, uh, he, um, decided to, uh, uh, he, 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 he says contrary to speculation, it wasn't just studio studio meddling, uh, that caused the shortened length. He Cameron held the final cut as long as the film met a running time of roughly two hours and 50 minutes. He later noted, ironically, the studio brasses were horrified when I said I was cutting the wave. So they actually liked the original ending. Um, but eventually he, uh, uh, he 
cut some sequences. He removed some stuff and took it from two hours and 50 minutes to two hours and 20 minutes um, and got rid of the whole nuclear peril, uh, nuclear peril and the alien uh, disarmament of the, of the, you know, of everything. And I think also it was probably like uh, at the time thing, the whole nuclear war and aliens coming and doing all that stuff. I'm sure people probably weren't as, you know, the iconography of that or the ideology of that or all of that kind of those thoughts uh, are are not new now. You know what I mean? Like we're far past the nuclear fear and all that yeah. stuff. So, you know, I think it, anyway, ultimately he uh, he did the cut and. Um, yeah, uh, I watched some weird. Version of it of the movie because i had the big wave ending part i had all the alien sequences but i don't think the version i watched had all the cold war stuff yeah so it was a very strange version it was it was very uneven i felt like so i don't know because like literally i was watching a movie and it's not until like an hour and a half in does like anything sci-fi related happen so it's yeah like, but that's the same that there's was a, a s- whole there's a whole like separate action like drama thriller movie that happened and then it's like okay sci-fi movie starting now it's like, it's wait, like it starts off as like a military thriller then it switches into like an 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 adventure underwater adventure thriller then it switches to like a kind of like psycho killer you know yeah hollow man hollow man thing and then it turns into like a sci-fi film and then it ends as like this big and i mean it's you you have to admire his is um the breadth of what he was trying to do you know what i mean like i don't think that he like I, I think it's a good film. I, I think I think the special edition is the definitive one. Anyway, just to end out that yeah. thing is that well, I think he, it's that like they just they really let James Cameron do whatever they want. Like he had the the trust of them because so, up to this, like he did what Terminator, Aliens, and then this um, has. And then did he yeah, do something else? I think uh, he did something else. Let me take a look. Well, I know his very first movie was Piranha, but like that's just like that was just like a studio job. Like that wasn't like his work really. Uh and he um oh he also co-wrote Rambo First Blood Part Two. Nice. He But anyway, so yeah, he absolutely was smashing it. So I imagine by this point they're like, yeah, just have 40 million dollars and go make your weird water alien movie that and then when they get a a movie and they're like where's the water aliens and then he's like no it's about (laughs) the people no but it's and you know he he he, the the i i admire it actually and i i enjoyed watching it i thought it was you know it wasn't as good watching the theatrical cut um the special edition just i was trying to end that i said finally ILM got to the ability where they could make the the scenes that he wanted to have happen. So they they found some of the stuff. They redid the fully re-recorded dialogue for the uh, scenes that were cut, and uh, and then they did the the tidal wave sequence and they added that all and they changed a bit of the alien stuff at the end too. Um, and I think that the special edition came out in 1993. I think that's the definitive one. But I I think the theatrical one is good too. Like I. 
I enjoy a lot of the themes of the movie. And I also just like how batshit crazy it is sometimes. Like you don't really get stuff like that as much anymore. Well, I guess now you do, but like there was a period of time in like the, the, in, in the, that where this continued into the nineties, but in the two thousands, there weren't a lot of, uh, people that were, you know, they were just sticking to a bit more of a formula. Whereas like with yeah. these, with, you see with people like Cameron, with, um, with early Fincher, with, uh, uh, y- you know, um, Scorsese, uh, uh, how come I can't remember? Godfather. Oh, Coppola. Coppola. Um, you know, uh, uh, Spielberg, uh, I, I can name whatever go that kind of group of yeah. people and the people that followed directly after them in the early nineties seemed like they were still riding high off of like the new Hollywood stuff in the seventies where they were just kind of given the freedom to make wild and wacky shit. And then I think movies got to a point where it was a little yeah. bit more commodified in the two thousands. And then you got movies that were like kind of cool, but very uninspired for a while. Or at least maybe I felt that way. Like, yeah. I don't feel like a movie like The Day um, After Tomorrow is, uh, it's a great idea and there's a lot of breadth and width to it, but there's not really any. Yeah, like, but it's a Roland Emmerich movie, so it's just yeah, big effects, true. just big set pieces. Whereas just, I feel like just, a movie like this has some, you know. Uh, there's well, some the thing about James Cameron is that he's not the greatest storyteller, but like the dude can shoot the fuck out of a movie. And I would say he's probably the most hands on director there is, like, given what I've said. Apparently, working with him is a nightmare. Yeah, I actually, like, it's funny because I saw that he's doing some people also love that, but like. He's apparently he's doing a masterclass uh, for like masterclass.com and he's doing like a filmmaking masterclass and in the ad for it. Now, I don't know if this is serendipity or if like Google's listening to me or whatever, but I happened to get an ad for that on like a YouTube video. And uh, and so I saw him and in the ad, he says, uh, or maybe it was on Instagram. I don't know. But in the ad, he says, uh you know, at looking back on my life, I kind of wish at times I was more collaborative because if you know the stories about me, you know how kind of controlling and hands-on I was. And now that I'm a bit older, I'm, I'm understanding that that was kind of detrimental to me. And I think to myself, you know, uh, why doesn't he delegate some time to get the 4K Abyss done so it can be on <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it can be on Disney no, Plus instead the, of me having to find it on South Korean Netflix. Yeah. But Wild. like, yeah, but also like his hands-on has also made it that like his his movies are some of the best looking movies ever despite the terminator being a movie about a time traveling robot sent in time to kill a child and how fucking dumb that is <laughs> it's, it's one of the it's sickest sick. looking movies ever and yeah. the first two movies look better than any of the recent terminators yeah and they just, the and they just hold up so well so well yeah and i, like I think crazy. I, I think that the thing is that you know we we 
that we've talked about in on the podcast before about the whole aliens thing. Uh, I, I, I oh, think yeah. that, I think that, you know, uh, I, I don't know anybody else who could have done that movie. And like, that's one of my top fives, you know, like I fucking love that movie. And, and that's where I find that he really just got to, you know, his, his free reign and, and hands-on approach, uh, both that Terminator and aliens really, you see the vision, you know what I mean? Even if the vision is alien dollar sign, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, let's just do it bigger, do it better, do it crazier. Let's, let's explore some more themes about this whole life cycle of the alien and, and introduce the uh-huh. queen alien and Ripley becoming, you know, re- the redeemed mother and all this stuff, you know, yeah. it's just fire. And the abyss is, it's just as big of a swing I feel like the the special edition is more of a a hit is 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 yeah. more of a, a you know a strong uh film than the theatrical version but it's still enjoyable to watch and yeah. I don't think anybody had done anything yeah. underwater like that. You know that's the thing no, that's crazy at the is time, like, that's got to be like a first for sure. And that's and, and that's I, what's I, crazy I, too like plus Ed Harris fucks oh and harris, harris is, is a b- killer all the time for yeah. real for real yeah and, and we will set accept zero ed harris disrespect here on bird protocol that is a standard here ed harris is unfuckwittable yeah he's got he's got the he's certified he's got he's got the pass yes, he's good absolutely uh you know absolutely. and and he i one of these days we'll do the rock and we'll talk about mm-hmm. that movie and i'll talk about him in the rock which is like yeah an absolutely outstanding performance for a movie yeah. that's about uh, an old British guy in Nicolas Cage <laughs> breaking into Alcatraz, like to stop. It's crazy. Yeah. Like it's, Ooh. it's, I want to edit a comment about James Cameron. It's not, uh, it's not that he's a, I don't think he's a bad storyteller. He's just very invested into like backstory and like lore and like stuff. So like for a single movie, it, like putting all that stuff in it, it makes it heavily congested. Whereas something, whereas like Aliens, which is a sequel, you have something to build off of. He's great with that. Terminator, Terminator 2, he's great expanding with that. Then like Titanic's like a four-hour movie. So it's like, okay. And then now he's doing like 17 Avatar movies. So, you know, he'll have lots well, of time he, to I think, it, so. I think I think your your comment about him wanting to build the back story in the lore, I think that's why Avatar will ultimately be his magnum opus because he like locked yeah. in and was like, I'm not doing anything else. I'm building out this incredible world. Yeah. And that's why people watch the first one. And I think that movie gets a little bit more hate. I don't know what my voice just did there. Um <laughs> I, I, I don't know what that was. Yeah, um, but now the that movie's so far away from the like what uh, how all these are going to be, I assume that like it almost seems like it's like a like a like a prequel almost. Yeah. Well, I think I it, think that, that it is the original. But I think but, that like, that's like I think the next four that he does are going to be so far advanced cuz the guys probably been sitting in a lab with alien technology literally yeah. but he you know but the thing is that like i watched i've watched avatar again recently 
And I think people, uh, yeah, it is space Pocahontas. I get it. I understand. But, you know, there's only a certain number of stories that people can really tell. And I think that he, what he did was he was. Yeah, that's the thing is that like his stories on the surface aren't that great. But then by the time Avatar 5 comes rolling out, you're going to be like, holy shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that I think that that first movie was like him kind of like planting the flag and and starting to build it. And then he was like, I'm going to make all these other, I'm going to make, cause he's been working on them for years. You know, avatar two was supposed to come out originally in like 2015 and it just keeps getting pushed until next year. He keeps adding stuff, adding this, adding that, doing this, doing that. He's just building it out. And I feel like he's just straight up added movies when he originally pitched, it was supposed to be three. Now it's up to legitimately five avatar movies is how many there's supposed to be now. So there's supposed to be one in 2022, 24, 26, 28. He's just coming. He's, he's building his world. Yeah. And that's what he loves. And I, I think, you know what, like you, you said it right. Like the, the first one was so far. What, when did it come out? 2010? Yeah. 2009, 2010, 2009, oh 2010, something like that. And, and I mean, at the time that movie was, was what I went and saw it and I, it was a, it, one thing that James Cameron does really well, and it's with the abyss, it's with with aliens, it's with Avatar, it's with Titanic, is that his movies are a spectacle. Dude, like, even with the fucking True Lies, yeah. Like I, I, I think awesome. he's one of the few people in in many ways. This he connects with like kind of George Lucas and Spielberg in this way, where he's doing kind of like high high end um, kind of a tourist. American pop film and and you go to his movies expecting the experience of going to a movie and seeing yeah. something you've never seen before and I think that um, makes I don't him, know if you're going to get this re- reference but he's like he's like the Brian Wilson of like high-end action movies pretty much like Brian Wilson being the member of the pets uh fucking what the fuck the Beach Boys and then with like Pet Sounds he created like used like the whole wall of sound idea and just like throwing so many things like so many sounds at you as like concept that people still use like music production today james cameron kind of did that with like effects and like just crazy shit and it's and, and that's a very apt uh metaphor and comparison um Good, good job, Otis. That was, that, Thank that's, you. That's, Thank that's, you. I thought so. that was really good. And, but I think it's, there's something about his movies that you don't, that it's, it's almost, I mean, it's coming back now. Like we, in, in the 2010s and, and as streaming has proliferated, we see a lot more uh, people willing to just kind of make and invest in movies that are of all, of all different kind of, ilk and background like you have people that are into that that are going to put out uh low budget artistic art horror films there are people who are going to and people are going to watch them so you we're getting back to the point where we have these kind of spectacle films and all different types of stuff but at the time you had these blockbusters and these directors making them that really it was about 
it was like a ride. It was like going to the movies was a spectacle, but there was also real thought that goes into it. I mean, eventually at the end of the summer, we're going to do the Jurassic Park one. And I'm going to talk about this, but this is true of all of James Cameron's films. It was an experience. It was like you, you watch these movies and the reason, part of the reason why they still hold up is because it's a ride. Now the abyss, as I said, especially the theatrical version, there's a couple it, the, the pacing's a bit the weird, yeah. the middle's a bit off, you know, but it's still he was swinging like, for the fences to create this thing that you've never seen before. We're yeah, gonna the Abyss wa- is like a roller coaster at Action Park, like the failed New Jersey water park where like you might possibly drown in the middle of it. But <laughs> if you survive, you're going to be fucking so stoked that you did it. But I, and I, I, again, I really like the film, but it just talking about this is, is opening up all these, all these thoughts that I've always had and had since, you know, we were in school for film about, about American pop film. I feel like a lot of people kind of, especially in the two thousands when it became very formulaic, people just complained about it, but it's like now, you know, Indiana Jones, uh, and the, uh, you know, any of the Indiana Jones films, but specifically uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah, is is a classic now, you know. Dude, Temple of Doom also slaps, even though it has uh, some uh, questionable depictions of people, but still slaps. It's still... Look, I, I'll ride for all four right. of those movies, even, oh, even yeah. Crystal Skull. People, that, people really shit on Crystal Skull, and it's like, what? What you you thought aliens was too far, huh? Yeah. What a fucking beam from Jesus killing Nazis was okay, but now yeah. aliens is too far. You have a problem. Yeah, you, you have a problem with opening up uh uh the Ark <laughs> of the Covenant and a guy's face melting off. Yeah, and like, like all of the Nazis the killing of God kills yeah. somebody. Like what? <laughs> you're okay. you're fine with that, or you're cool with like the kind of like. Uh, deep jungle people who yeah. eat people's hearts or whatever. Yeah, in the middle of a volcano. <laughs> like, the you know, fuck are you talking about? You're fine with about? that, but an alien skull is really too much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought I, I like that movie, uh, and I, I'll, I'll ride for it. But, like, you know, it the, the, all of these films uh, that we've mentioned, all of the, the Spielbergs, the 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 Scorsese, the all of, the, all of these people who built these kind of, like, like I said, high art, or high, high auteurist American pop blockbusters that, that there was something in the water during this time. It might've been cocaine, um, that, that yeah, allowed James on something like, I don't, he might, I think, dude, he's on space weed. He's gotta have, I legitimately think if we make contact, James Cameron should be the one that communicates with them. I mean, probably. He he should get him and the dude that fucking made Arrival. They should they should communicate together, and with aliens. That that's probably my theory. probably. I mean, I, he should go. He I, he. I feel like it. Uh. So anyway, uh, oh yeah, and I was just on, saw here that Avatar was originally supposed to release in 2016, 2017, and 2018, uh, but they've been postponed to December 16th of 2022, so next year. Yeah, yeah the, the, first the, one. The, the first sequel, Avatar 2, has been in post-production for forever because the whole movie is, you know, digital, so... But all of the people have shot their 
parts, and now it's just a matter of turning them into weird blue people. And, oh, and uh, also just a fun fun else. fact: he's uh, he's a member of the Mars Society, a nonprofit organization lobbying for the colonization of Mars. Of course, he is. See, I fucking told you. I didn't even know that, and I knew that. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to the abyss. Let's cover the abyss a little bit more. Uh, 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 we've been talking about James Cameron pretty hard for a while. I mean, I would, James Cameron's sick, and that was like a good conversation. Yeah. But the abyss, but. that movie that is five different movies in one movie that is really, really crazy, but ultimately about aliens. Um, there's some stuff in that movie that is very sick. Like you said, the the when the um, the the storm comes and then the boat. Yeah. Hat, that part like, where that the flooding, that part's really crazy. Difficult. That whole sequence is nuts. Um, the the all the actors were like had the ba- they had the shoot. All the actors were basically submerged in water for hours on end, uh, and and some of the camera crew they were like so deep, it, like especially for like exterior shots and like because I'm pretty sure. I think it was this movie where James Cameron literally just bought like a giant silo and then just filled it with water. And they, and so they had to do like like something he would do. And so getting the camera underwater, like they had to actually go in there and sit in there, but they could only be there in two out for like two hours at a time or something. And then they'd have to go and get oxygen. And they actually had like oxygen on site because like they're fucking around like deep water shit, man. It's deep water. It, it's, it's one it of the, fr- like it's such a difficult movie to make. But it, like, I mean, again, that shows, like I said, the, 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 the swing that he took in being like, yeah. I want to make this movie, but I want it to be completely underwater. And at no point in the movie, do you think this doesn't seem like it's actually deep underwater? Thinking of it, it, it has all of the beats and all the exact same like story arcs as like any outer space movie. Like this is like the, if if you just switch everything that happens this movie, except if it was outer space instead of underwater, it's the exact same movie. It could be like a satellite ship that gets hit. And then next thing you know, whatever. And then instead of water, it's air. But I think the water is so much more like it's so like water seems so much more threatening than like the loss of oxygen. Cause firstly water is actually a present thing that you can get to on earth. Whereas like being out outer space doesn't seem it, but it's still the movie still has the same like claustrophobic and like, like just terrifying like uh environment as like an outer space movie does. I completely agree. I think that your comments about it being like, something that's more uh prescient and and real is very true cuz like i could get i could probably more easily get deep underwater than i could get to space yeah right now and uh, a lot of people are scared of drowning scared of underwater scared of all that stuff and uh and you know and in the whole like motley crew of engineers and people that are working that whole uh, very, you know, you see it in Alien, you see it in 
on the, I mean, aliens in space, but you know what I mean? Like this whole kind of like roughneck group of people that are working on this high tech thing. It could be in space. You could just put that. That's the Nostromo, right? It's, yeah. you know, the, the, there's all these things that are kind of, um, tropes that are taken, but he, he flips them on it on its head by putting them underwater. And it's an ever present threat, especially after the crash where it's like, once uh, Michael Bean's character, I forget what his name is, but he's the head uh, Navy SEAL, and he he goes oh, pressure crazy because he he goes up too fast. I can't remember what, what this what the sequence is where he goes. Um, I think it's when they're like getting the the uh, uh, um. I forget. <laughs> I I can't remember the sequence of events of a lot of this movie. It's a lot of stuff that, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of indulgence. Oh yeah, no, he, he, the rig partially floods and then they're waiting for, they're waiting in the storm. Uh, and, uh, uh, they find that's when they see the water, the the water face shit. That's cool. The like animated column of water that comes that scene's sick. Like that's, that's sick. Like, that's like iconic, you know, like that where it makes it copies their faces and stuff, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. Um, that part's cool as hell. And they're like, "Oh look, it's me! It's see, it's, see, it's Bud! It's Bud!" <laughs> yeah, and then right after that, because they have gone to get uh, uh, the the missile from the the sub, the Montana, and then they come back afterwards. Um, but one of the guys sees the alien, and then he not he knocks himself unconscious. Um, and then the rig floods and then it's kind of, you see that coffee, that's the guy, uh, uh, Michael Bean's character. He's getting more and more paranoid and more crazy. And that's when you go through the, like right after that, the water face, water snake thing is yeah, when you go to that snake, period water, water, of like the hollow man, scary dude, losing his mind. Uh, he's like watching them on the video cameras and he's, He's sneaking around and they wind up finding out that he wants to use the nuke to blow up the aliens because he's scared of the water column that he's seen. And he tries to take everybody hostage and, you know, all this all this stuff happens. It just goes, you know. Uh, anyway, he uh, he winds up uh, 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 escaping in a mini sub with the warhead. But uh, they chase him. Bud and Lindsay chase him. This is one of the parts that I didn't like is that they chase him. And, uh, and they, uh, uh, Does he crash. Yeah. So he, he launches the warhead into the trench and has a timer. So he like he drops it down in there, but then he, his sub drifts over the edge and it implodes because he starts going too deep, which again, this is the thing that I don't understand is that he, he goes over in the sub and it implodes, but bud is able to drop down there by himself to way, 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 way deeper. And then he doesn't implode. And like your body is far softer than steel. So that part I'm kind of iffy on, you know, cause I feel like he would probably just be like <gasps> and explode, but you know, whatever. Um, anyway, so during this chase scene, uh, Bud and Lindsay, they damage their sub and, uh, and then, 
this it's filling up with water and Lindsay didn't bring a, a, a suit because they were in a hurry. And he's like, okay, I just going to have to let, let you die. And then I'm going to drag you back to the ship and we're going to bring you back to life because the water is freezing cold. There's nothing we can do about this. So I just got to let you die. So he just sits there and watches her drown and then carries yeah. her back. And that sequence is pretty fucked up. Like, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, and that part is, I was like, dude, when she comes up, like, she's like drowned. She has hypothermia. And then she gets a, she looks like a fucking drowned out corpse. And then somehow they manage to like resuscitate her. It's like, nah, man, she was gone. Like, yeah, that's the part that I was like, there's no way. Like, there's no way nah. that he, that they, that, there's no way, none whatsoever. And and he just watches her. And then the other thing is that he watches her drown and then he goes, ah! <laughs> like yells. Yeah. It's so <laughs> stupid. It's like, why are you yelling? Just yeah. get her out of there. The minute she's dead, just yeah. don't scream. Don't take don't take that fucking 20 seconds to scream. Grab her and get out of there. You know what I mean? Like, why are you screaming? It was your plan. Like, you guys agreed <laughs> on this. Like, just go, you know, like I, I get it. I understand the whole in yeah. the, in the extended version, there's a lot more explained about their relationship yeah. and why they're divorced and stuff like that. And so like, well, I guess the there's ending a little, part doesn't make sense when they send him to like the deep sea with like the, ba in the baby juice suit. And he's <laughs> like, he's like, I knew it was a one way trip. It's like, yeah, obviously this is a suicide mission. He's using fucking baby water, breathable liquid, uterus juice. Like, yeah, this is so crazy. You sent him to go possibly find alien life form or a nuclear. Like, no, he's he's going down. He's, he's going, going down to dis, dis to turn off the nuclear thing. And then the funny yeah. part is he goes down there. He gets down there, and he's like, as he's falling, he's like losing his consciousness, and like he's like losing it. And then he gets down there and he's like, well, I feel better. Yeah. And then the aliens just like, yo man, have some life, more life. I just think it's so funny. He's falling down. And he's like, I can't talk. He's like trying to type on his pad and he's like yeah. hard breathe. Can't talk. he's like, obviously dying. And then he gets down to the bottom and he just writes, feel better. I, I feel better. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, and then he, and then he has to disable the, um, the nuke, which apparently is the easiest thing in the world. You just unscrew the top of it and then you cut one wire. So, you know, oh, okay. uh, that's how you do it. You just unscrew the top and then you cut one wire. The problem is, is that he's so deep. He has to use one of those glow sticks and then he can't see the, 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 the glow sticks makes it look the same. He's like, don't cut. He's like, cut the blue and gray one. Don't cut the black and white one. They look exactly the same. And of course, Ed Harris being cool, calm, and collected, he's like, all right, this one, no, this one. He cuts it, and then it's done. He stops. He stops the nuclear uh, the nuclear warhead from going off, and then he's like, yeah, it's a one-way trip. I knew I was going to die. I, I wanted to save you. I love you. You're my wife. And, uh, and then he just, in the theatrical version, I mean, both of them, he just kind of sits back and he's waiting to die in his, uh, you know, baby juice swimsuit or whatever, baby juice diving suit. And, uh, and then all of a sudden the light washes over him and boom, here they show up. The aliens show up at the end just to kind of, you know, just kind of, they just kind of shit on earth. Really? They're just kind of like, yeah. So you guys are like really fucking this place up and like 
look what we can do, but nah. So but like, now we see you love your wife. We see, we see you love your wife. So get it together. And then they go up and all that stuff. And then in the in the theatrical version, it's not even that. He just Dude. carries him into the like, room. Yeah. And then he they op- empty the room of the water. And then they he bows to him for some Dude, reason. Like imagine imagine it was like Avengers, Avengers Infinity War. And Thanos does the snap, and then or like halfway disappear, and he's just like. Nah, nah, snap him back. All right, you guys are good. All right, peace out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's, like, it's just like I, I just, I think that there's, again, like we said, there's, it's, it's kind of multiple movies in one. Yeah. Um, I think that like you could have ended, you could have taken the alien stuff out completely and ended with him sacrificing himself. And it would have been a, a great movie, an underwater, uh, an underwater kind of like thriller adventure thriller. Yeah. Uh, and that would have been, you know, that's, that's the kind of like, uh, uh, deep water horizon esque part of it. Um, but it being James Cameron, you can't just settle with one thing. It always has to be more. Yeah. He had to, he had to throw in some glowing, uh, manta ray gray. They look like bioluminescent angels, but underwater. Yeah, no, they I like really design. look I think, I like, like the design. fucking Moonlight Butterfly from Dark Souls, which, if I may digress for a quick second, I finally beat those bosses in Dark Souls, and now I'm like, I'm at the final boss of the game. I might actually beat the game. So, give me, uh, send your blessings. Hell send yeah. Your prayers, give me in your heart, and hopefully by next episode, I'll have a, another update, and, uh, Keep fighting the good fight. Yeah, but yeah. No, the alien looks wild. It, 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 the uh, uh, some other people in this that uh, that I mean, a lot of the people in it you don't you never really see again. Um, in so far as like actors, is Leo Burma Burmester, who's Catfish DeVries. De He's a rig worker. There's Alan Hippie Carnes. That's Todd Graff. I actually really like that character, and I like his little rat. Um, I don't oh, know yeah, why you would keep a rat bag. in a, in underwater, but you know, whatever you have to do living underwater, there's, uh, uh, John Bedford Lloyd is, as jammer Willis, all these kind of like Rick random, they, they random do a good bag. job though. Like the, the supporting cast does a pretty good job. Um, mm-hmm. but they're not like, you know, you don't know a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of people, um, the the uh Lindsay Mary Elizabeth uh Mastrantonio uh she was um in the color of money the abyss robin hood prince of thieves perfect storm uh uh also it was in de palma's scarface um yeah yeah she was scarface's sister she did a bunch of uh, uh she hasn't acted since like the 90s well, no she does, that's like, not true TV she's been stuff. on tv she was on blue bloods limitless she was on a yeah, couple but her episodes last, of... like movie role was like 20 years ago mm, pretty wild yeah that's true uh standing room only a short film the last movie that she was actually in was the perfect storm yeah um so, yeah yeah I, yeah i'm pretty sure she just does theater and tv stuff now but 
respect. But yeah, Ed Harris killing it. Ed but, Harris kills it. Um, I think yeah, this, I think the staff Westworld. overall yeah. is is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of just like kind of like oh, we're here, we're oil workers. You know what I mean? Or like oh, we're like random Navy SEAL guys. There's one yeah. Navy SEAL guy. I don't know what the name is, but he's the guy who like sides with uh with 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 harem coffee that's uh, michael beans his Hiram. Yeah. that's what a f- I, fantastic I first name um he, he looks like a fucking buster he has he has his for some reason they're underwater and he has his uh like a headband on like he looks like he's rambo but they're underwater and like the part when they're like putting trying to like hold everybody hostage will they set the bomb up will they send the bomb off because he wants to put the yeah, bomb down there there is some rambo moments in there. and he and he's like i'm gonna put the i'm gonna put the we're gonna put the bomb down there we're gonna blow up the aliens um and then everyone's like dude if you blow up the aliens in three hours like we're not gonna be able to get out of here we're all gonna die and he's like so what so what and he's like you know he's gone crazy he wants to do he's yeah. he's on his you know he's he's on his psycho psycho killer tip um but then the guy he looks like he's absolutely insane but then his other homie is like in a tank top with a headband on carrying around a rifle acting like it's like you know he he just he looks like the stereotypical like oh i'm in the army navy and it just it seems so out of place for a movie that for the most part is pretty like self-serious and then all of a sudden you have this scene where the guy's you know what i mean like I just I don't know it kind of kind of threw me for a loop there, but I I think a lot of it is really good. I think the way that they the 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 whole setting up of the rig and and I think that the you know having it underwater and the really cool stuff they do like cinema cinematography wise and 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 all of it. I think that there's more good in the film than there is uh, oh um, yeah uh, than there is bad, but it is also incredibly 80s incredibly like what if we have it as a sub that crashes from a ufo but then there's like an underground a drill rig that gets crashed by a storm that was made by the aliens but they don't know that and then the navy seals and then Mm. you know what i mean like it's just like you just keep adding all this stuff onto it what if we have a a snake made of water that can mimic people's faces that's not the real alien that's just like a thing (coughs) best like water movie there is it's the best Best water movie. It's better than Waterworld. <laughs> it's uh, it's better than Titanic. Titanic is stupid. That's such a that's a movie that has no right to be as long as it is. Uh, it didn't need half of the uh, half of the movie didn't need to happen. But Jack, I feel like I'm flying. Um, Billy Zane is the like jealous lover. There's James Cameron's wild man. Like yeah, he James is truly just awesome. one of the wildest men there is. Off off the Richter. He's he's just he's like, just doing whatever he wants. Like I don't think you would be able to like you couldn't possibly make the abyss now. And like people would be like, You're fucking no. Like pick pick a lane and like stick to it. Well, they made but, underwater, which is just like another same thing, except it's about uh, Cthulhu. That's uh, sorry to spoil that movie. If you haven't seen the movie Underwater, they make it out to be like there's some kind of oh, it's some kind of evil alien, and then at the end, it just turns out that it's like you know Cthulhu. 
like squid face guy, you know. Nice. Sung in the city of Riley. Man. You know, he he wakes oh, yeah. up. That's the that's the that's but, it. It's, it's a left turn. I don't know. But this I, I, movie, I don't know, this movie also a thing, a conversation I had recently is how I think we both think that if aliens have made contact they're most likely underwater. Yeah, so this is the thing that we're going to... I mean, okay, so like, let us let me set the stage for, for this conversation so we don't seem like we're insane people here. If you do not know that the UAP UFO phenomenon that has been going on as of late has been confirmed to be real by the, the United States governments and other world governments have fallen suit that these are are real things that most of them are probably things that are misidentified or whatever. There's a, you know, there are plenty of things floating around in the sky, but there are some things that are doing things such as trans medium flight, which means moving between air and water without any uh, sort of interference or, 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 you know, pretty much moving as if there's no difference. Uh, and that yeah. they've seen a lot of these things underwater and that they've seen them coming out of water, including a pyramid, which nobody seems to be freaking out about. But there's a video of a pyramid coming out of the water by a ship. Anyway, so so Otis and I have talked about this thing that's going on, um, you know, as as you do sitting around the campfire discussing this this crazy thing that's going on. And there's supposed to be a report that's dropping maybe by the time we go to the cottage. Uh, I guess going to the cottage in like two days, but maybe while we're up at the cottage or like, I don't know, there's supposed to be a report that's talking about these things and all this stuff. But a lot of it has to do with the, you know, they're moving in and out of water. So we've, we kind of came up with this, this thought that like, maybe they've always been there. You know, maybe yeah. that's where it's easier to, if you're going to, to, to kind of take stock and keep an eye on, uh, on a, on a planet would you not put your kind of base of operations in a place where the locals can't really get to? Uh, if you have the technology to to live that deep in the water without any, you know, problems being caused by it, and you're able to move pretty much freely to different parts of the world and then pop out of the water and then take a look around, whether they're piloted crafts or they're drones or whatever the hell they are, maybe they are something that's a mix of the two and we can't even understand it, but them being in water makes a lot of sense. So it's kind of prescient. Yeah, and, and, then, and then also possible underground passages for aliens. And then also, have you ever seen any deep sea creature? Those are aliens. Those things are ugly. Those yeah. are, there's no reason for a thing to have 10,000 eyeballs and like <laughs> a mouth and a light hanging out of its ass. It makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, and the thing that's crazy like, too those is are like alien experiments, I assume. And, and it's, it's the, and then to add on to that is that now as all of this has come to light, a lot of people, I mean, the one, th the main thing that's happened with this whole UFO thing coming out is that, a lot of people now have to take seriously a lot of things that people just kind of thought were f fun or silly or funny or, or, or non-important, like all of these sightings and all of the things that have happened, it recalls, yeah. you know, you, you have to kind of start thinking about it. Well, now if they're saying, well, yes, this is something real and no, we don't know what they are or no, we can't really share with you the information for about what they are. 
Um, I still think the vast majority of like most reported sightings are just like dumb hillbillies. Oh yeah, of like, course, of course. Just being like, I don't know what that is. I, I, oh my I, god, there's three likes. It's like I, I, yeah, one hundred percent, without a doubt, agree with you. It's just even if one percent of all of these is real, it's life yeah, shattering. It's, it's, it's an existentialist's nightmare or playground, depending on which you. One, yeah, is, you know what I mean. Like all it takes is one. And been like, yes, this is not from here. This is not from our government. No government has claimed it, and no government has the technology to do what what uh, what what some of these things are doing. But anyway, this idea of the water stuff has it's, it's come up before, uh, and it's come up yeah. a long time. It's come up in the '90s and in the '80s of seeing things moving between the water. It's happened during the war, um, multiple wars, where they've seen things going into the water and coming out of the water. There's this thing about this. Uh, I forget the name of the lake. It's ah my god what's the lake in there's a lake in russia where uh a lake in russia uh aliens yeah i'm looking it up hold on hold on lake baikal baikal uh lake baikal has like a story about because it's like one of the deepest lakes in the world about how how the russian military was doing training exercises down there and they ran into like underwater aliens and this is like a known thing uh but like you know back in the day all talking about this stuff because it was all if you talked about this you're a conspiracy theorist you're you're a kook you're a, a you know it's fun to think about but it's not you know there's no truth to it now people are like well kind of there is so it's it's kind of weird to think about that and all the stuff that that uh, you know, there's, there's articles here. Did the Soviet union discover aliens in the deepest lake in the world? And, um, Russian Navy declassifies cold war, close encounters and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, are, are the alien amphipods, can they move between water and land? Do they live underwater? Blah, 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 all this stuff. And like, that's kind of what this movie is about. And so it's crazy watching it now in the context of this stuff that's happened recently and being like, whoa you know that's why i think james cameron has made contact because his crazy uh coke fever dream of a underwater alien contact is a uh, shockingly close so yeah like I, it's even it's, how the thing like i don't if that was in the theatrical but in the extended of how it the the I don't know what you call it, the ship or like their underwater Atlantis thing kind of like emerges out of the water. It almost like, and the way it's designed almost kind of looks like pyramid, like almost like it's a circle, but then it has like pillars that like lean. It's, it's, it's very much similar to what shit has come out now. Like as potential. Yeah. It's, it's stuff. It's there's, so much 
it, it, just the context of what's Man, been happening. James Cameron's tapped in, dude. He's tapped yeah, in. I don't know. The aliens, it's just dude. crazy. He's tapped in. Fully. And I mean, I I know that probably some people are listening here and going, "Oh boy, here they go talking about aliens." Blah blah blah. But if you don't believe me, just look it up. It's in the fucking news. It's on. You can go on the government websites and look at the videos. It's all being confirmed. It's this yeah. is not me being. You know, like it, this is an actual thing that's happening, and it's it's a yeah. crazy situation to watch a movie like yeah. this, which is so almost be above. You know, it's it's like f- so forward looking and kind of right. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the aliens aren't even there. Maybe it's maybe it's just drones. Maybe it's I don't know what it is. But the fact that James Cameron yeah. came up with this idea. And then made this movie in 89 and now, you know, 30 years later, more than 30 years later, which is crazy because that's when I was born, uh, more than 30 years later, this is stuff that they're talking about as like a possibility of being real or trying to understand how these objects move in this way and that water is involved and that they, they are traveling around the coasts and stuff like it's just it's wild. Again, yeah. you're probably right. James Cameron probably got, you know, probed. He got picked up in a in a ship and they gave him the sauce. They were like, you know what? This is how you make sick movies. Aliens came down. They're like, hey, man, we saw Terminator. Love your work. Saw aliens. Fucked with that. So we're going to let you in on some shit, okay? And we want you to tell people, but like... But tell like, people you've seen alien. Tell people you've made alien contact without telling people you've made alien contact. Yeah. And then he made the abyss. Yeah. Or 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 they pulled yeah. up and they were like, "Hello, Steven. He's like, "My name's James. Hello, Steven Spielberg. No, I'm I'm James Cameron. We saw Close Encounters. <laughs> we saw Close Encounters. We want to work with you again. No, 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 no. That was Steven no, no, Spielberg." No. Here, see our underwater layer. All right, wait, I can work with this. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Like okay. He's like, you can call me Steven all you want so long as I can write some of this down. All of you are working so closely with Steven Spielberg. Well, they're just like, hey, all of you humans look alike. We do not know how to tell you apart. Yes. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you look at pictures of James Cameron from that time and Steven Spielberg from that time, kind of similar. So maybe this was a case of mistaken identity. White men with white beards. Well, they didn't have white beards at the time. They had dark beards, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Or maybe, or you know what? Maybe they, uh, maybe they just, maybe they decided to work with multiple ones of them just to kind of like get people ready for, for stuff. I don't know who knows. I mean, this is all just speculation. Have you heard the uh, like the Stanley Kubrick theory and shit of how like he like he like shot he faked the moon landing and he directed the moon landing and then that's how he got the cameras the use for Barry Lyndon he got like cameras that were specifically made by NASA so that they can like per- like you shoot using only natural light and so I don't know people think Stanley Kubrick was maybe also tapped in with aliens. I mean, that makes too. why not? Shit. Yeah, they were probably like, yo, 2001, absolute slapper. Let, let me show you some stuff. Yeah, they tried to pull up on Scorsese, but he was like out on a bender. 
Scorsese is just out with fucking Robert De Niro. And they were just like, huh, these fucking things want to fucking fight me? I'll fucking fight you. They just fucking challenge an alien to a bare knuckle box. The aliens, like, <laughs> the aliens are like, nah, all right, let's leave. Is that Robert De Niro? Yeah, yeah, let's leave. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want this. I don't want the smoke. I don't want the smoke. Um, anyway, just, just crazy. It's a crazy flick. If you've never seen it, uh, I do. And you like uh, grand uh, kind of spectacle films. It's a little bit high sci-fi, a little bit thriller, a little bit adventure movie. Uh, it's worth watching just for the underwater stuff alone. I would highly recommend that you check it out. Uh, I enjoy it very much. And, uh, and even though it's not perfect, um, you know, if you get a chance, watch the special edition, uh, the extended one, cause I, I find it's a lot better. Plus the ending, like I said, a little bit more weight. Um, but you know what, if you can find it anywhere, cause apparently it's fucking, you can't find it anywhere. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, no like random site where you watch movies. That yeah. But yeah. I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. And anyway, as far as I know, there's no Blu-ray of it yet. There's only a DVD copy. Somewhere. Yeah. So when if you get a chance to cop the DVD, or you have you have a VPN, you can get over to South Korea's uh, 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 Netflix or or however you you can find it. Uh, if you can, I recommend watching it. If you have, if your parents have a copy or if you have an old copy or whatever, you haven't seen it yet, watch it. It's a really interesting period in in james cameron's filmography uh you know if you haven't seen terminator you haven't seen aliens uh you haven't seen titanic you haven't seen all you should probably watch him because james cameron uh you know has helped shape film and uh and he's one of the big ones but uh i think we just want yeah, this is his contribution contribution to the film industry in general cannot be understated special effects are what they are because of things and his like people like him that are willing to fucking push the envelope like technologically and like film wise and i think and, that's like, why scope and like people like him are good even though like i'm not a fan of all his shit i don't like avatar i don't like titanic but like you cannot undersell how important those movies exactly. are. Exactly. And I think that's why this is a good one. I mean, everybody talks about aliens, which we will talk Terminator about. Every two, Everybody talks about Terminator and Terminator 2, which we will talk about eventually. Yeah. Uh, those are all films that we love. Um, but, you know, this is a good one because it really did push the envelope with with the underwater filming and and uh, and kind of like his, his, you know, it was a real uh, passion project for him and and... And I think that, you know, again, if you can find the special edition, it is the the one to watch. To me, it is the more definitive one. But the theatrical version is good. It's a not little bit less. It's not, it's not as good, but but still it's good. It's a good a spectacle. It's a nice movie to sit down and watch. If you've never seen it before, it's uh, it, it'll it'll excite you and thrill you. And at the end of it, you know, um, <clears throat> the good far outweighs the bad. I would say probably. If I had to give it a number, uh, what, like a seven? That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes, I would say the seven. special edition is a 7.5, maybe 7.5, 7.75. Well, I would give that version a seven. Yeah, just well, I'll just say that the special edition is the definitive edition. That's the director's cut. That's what that was James Cameron's yeah. original cut. So. And I think that's the one that. Uh, the original 
vision. I like it. Yeah. Watch it. It's, it's not by any means, it's not his magnum opus. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think that you can find there's more of an argument for Terminator 2 or Aliens being his his uh, his his greatest. Um, but I think that this is a, a, you know, a very interesting concept uh, and technically it's a feat. It's quite it's quite the film. Um, so if you can find it, watch it. If you can't wait for the 4K version to come out on Disney Plus uh, and uh, and enjoy it that way. Uh, but yeah, no, that's, uh, that's pretty much the show for today. We're keeping it kind of brisk today because we're filming a little bit late. As we said, we're getting filming recording a little bit late because we're getting ready to go to the cottage. Uh, you can check out my new anxiety weekend music. I dropped two songs, uh, in a collection called cottage songs, volume one. I'm going to drop three of those this summer. Each time I go to the cottage, it's going to be two instrumental tracks. I also released five songs that I made. Uh, during the mid 2010s uh, as uh, as under a different name when my, my that project ghost signal was dying um, and it was kind of transition to transition period. Um, but I decided that I wanted to release them because I think they're kind of cool and they deserve to live on. So I, I shared that as well. You can listen to the singles off of uh, a different now, all new anxiety weekend music. I got rap music coming next month and we got the cemetery sound radio show celebrating Emerson Corleone's album tomorrow. Inner moonlight comes out on Friday. Tap in tomorrow. If you want to join the boys and hang out, uh, Otis, what you got going on? I guess they won't be able to tap in. Cause I'll have been yesterday by the time they hear this. Very smart. I've, but you know, by the you time know, you hear this, go to Spotify and listen to Inner Moonlight by yeah. Emerson Corleone. Yeah, that's you know what? That's what I should slapper, say. So. That's that's what I should have said. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is out uh, the same day as Inner Moonlight. Go stream Inner Moonlight. Go stream Assortments from Crawford. Yeah. Go stream My Anxiety Weekend stuff. Listen to Otis Morris hates himself. Uh, yep. What do you? What else you got going on? Anything else? Uh, nothing. Just follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Otis Morris hates. As he said, listen to Otis Morris hates himself every Monday and Cemetery Sound Radio Show Thursday nights. So, yeah, that's it. Word. And uh, I'm Palm Reader uh, at P-A-L-M-R-E-A-D-R on Instagram and at P-L-M-R-D-R on uh, Twitter. Hit us up if you want to join the, the Cemetery Sound Discord. That's where we do the radio show. Next week, I uh, don't know what we're doing, but we're probably going to do something fun and kind of stupid. Uh, since we're going to go up to the cottage. So maybe we'll do a watch along for the first time. That could be fun. Uh, or, oh, who knows? Or maybe we'll just be out, you know, sitting on the, on the, on the dock of the bay and, uh, and chatting about film. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, whatever the case is, we will let you know when we know what we're doing. Other than that, you guys have a great weekend. Be safe. At the time you're listening to this, we might be up at the cottage sipping something, uh, sipping something dangerous and uh and living it up might make the birds fall down but yeah (laughs) so uh yeah have a great weekend remember always initiate the protocol peace out good night y'all